right you don't mess around with jim welcome back everybody to the nosebleed sports podcast i am chris witt across from me as always is my cousin much better looking cousin adam schmidt adam how are you today sir mm, not much better looking but i'm i'm pretty spectacular uh, as far as how i'm feeling spectacular is good yeah i like that. feeling good that's good we got a lot of stuff going on today old jim spitting into the wind we got, we got. He's not the only one. He's spitting. not the only one spitting. That's for sure. We got, we got Rajon Rondo, Chris Paul getting into it. We got the World Series going on as we speak. Game two, Red Sox are winning in the sixth inning. Uh, as we are recording this, that's what's happening. Uh, and then we got, we got uh, the thing that I want to start with though, is the ugliest man competition for the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. It officially ended. Early in the morning last Thursday, about 1 o'clock in the morning, the poll ended, Mm -hmm. and it ended just the way you would have everything end in a tie. So there is dual ugly ugliest ever. No, we couldn't have it come down to a decision. So Willie McGee, congratulations. Don Mossy, congratulations. Good work, guys. Good work, fellas. Two ugliest. Players in Major League Baseball history. I know you hate that so much. I I, uh, I, I like the tie. I like the tie in the championship there because I'm I'm good with giving them co. Look, they've worked. They've both worked so hard all their lives on on being unattractive men that uh, they both deserve they both deserve a championship. So why not give it to them both? When you're um, that ugly and you're born with that kind of ugliness, you got to be good at something. So they win at being ugly congratulations so we got a new one coming up we've been talking about this we've thrown it out to some people out the out in the in the 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 twitter sphere and uh come back with what i think is going to be a lot of fun we're gonna we're not gonna make fun of of things people were born with because adam's not comfortable with that (laughs) so i'm done we'll be done with that i wanted it to be a nicer a kinder tournament sure it didn't end up being that not no. necessarily, well, but we've, mod- we, we've, we've modified, made sure, we've done good. Yeah. So what we're going to do for the next poll for going into the NBA season right now, we are going to do worst haircut in the NBA. Now, that being said, there's some quick parameters we're going to put on it. You have to be playing in the NBA currently, but it can be a past picture of you. Yes. Therefore, it could be a picture of, I don't know, We'll say like Dirk Nowitzki, who's been playing for 57 million years. It could be from his rookie year. However, yeah. can't have a Jason Kidd or a Steve Nash picture from Dirk's rookie year. Right. It's not going to happen. So those are rules. We'll get out there. We'll get it to you guys. Uh, the first poll will be out tonight. We're going to go over the rankings and how we got everybody in, in line for that on the show here today. Uh, but let's get started with some bangles. Let's just talk about these bangles real quick. It's football season. It's what everybody's into these days. So the Bengals took a hit. 
They took a big hit. They lost to Kansas City. They didn't just lose. They got beat up. When your backup is in the game, it's either a really good thing or a really bad thing. And Driscoll went four for four for like 45 yards. So, <laughs> unfortunately for the Bengals, that was a bad thing. They took uh, everybody out for that reason because they were getting smoked. Now, what was your take on what happened in this game? First of all, a lot of people were making a big deal about the Bengals in prime time. They were on – it was Sunday night football, so that was the only game on at that time. Um, and, and they've been miserable in those games, Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night. They've been really, really bad in the Marvin Lewis era, um, and, and a lot of people were making a big deal about that. I, do, for one, do not care whether it's Sunday night, whether it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, whether it's Monday, Thursday – Tuesday, sure. Wednesday, whatever. But there's obviously something because Andy Dalton has won a Thursday night game, and he has, but he still has not. He's never won a Sunday night game. There's something to that. There's got to be. I, Maybe I, you're just playing because on, on primetime games like that, you're playing better competition. Yes, I would and say. And the Bengals uh, yes. just aren't that good. I would say so. Yes. So so uh, yeah, that, that's what it is to me. And they certainly played better competition. That's the thing is. I also don't think this is like, you know, the Bengals took a nosedive here. It was it was a bad game. They played very poorly offensively and defensively. It was a I mean, they would have lost to most teams in the NFL the way that they played, but it, you cannot forget about the fact that the Chiefs are the best team in the league right now. They're red red hot. They're the best offensive team. They are literally, the best they were literally team. the worst Yes. Defensive team. Yes. Which makes literally it, the worst. Which if, makes it even more impressive Dris- that they're six and one. If Driscoll wouldn't have thrown for those forty five yards, or whatever, they would the Bengals would have been right at or under two hundred yards for the game. That's hor I mean it's come really on. bad. You can't be that bad. And then the Bengals, on the other hand, who are supposed the whole the, the bright spot of this team is supposed to be their defensive line. They have they are third worst in the league at pressuring the quarterback. And they're second worst in points allowed and yards allowed right behind Kansas City. So somebody needs a lot of fire on his defense because the offense is still there. I mean, they're not doing amazing, but when you're, you know, when, when if, you, if you go out there as an offense and you score, you don't score on your first drive or your second drive, and you're down 14, nothing right off the bat, I mean, it's, that, that puts a little damper on, on your spirit. So you, the defense has got to step up. And I know we got injuries galore. Uh, I mean, this week, I think you get seven inactive. You can have seven inactive players per week. The Bengals would currently, if they went with who was all sitting out in practice today, would have ten. So somebody's going to have to suit up and be hurt. So we're not even going to have a full roster probably going into this game. Somebody's going to be suited up and not even be able to play. Yeah. So this it's possibly. But in the middle of the week, guys got so many guys mispractice in the middle of the week. Like a ton of guys mispractice in the middle of the week <laughs> sure. and end up playing. Well, we'll see. I don't this, know what the situation there's is. There's a lot be of like beat up guys out there and there's a lot of guys that aren't going to play, but the the good thing is we got Tampa Bay who is on a downward slide. Mm-hmm. Uh we got <laughs> Jameis Winston's back in there who I personally loved coming out of college. Love Jameis Winston. Forget about the background and all the crap he gets himself into. I thought he was going to be the real deal. He showed that that was so far has not been the case. However, we got so we got we got Tampa Bay and then the bye week. I've never there's never been a year I can remember that the Bengals needed a bye as bad as they do after next week. Yeah, it's 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 going to be a big deal whether they win this game or not because 
there is a massive difference between going into the bye week five and three and four and four. And so that's, you know, it depends on what they do this week against Tampa Bay. I, I feel pretty good about this game, to be yeah. honest with you. They've played their two worst games of the season the last two weeks, but they, they're they going against, like you said, against Tampa Bay, who started really strong, put up 40-something points their first two and games. they still and have then, the weapons. Their weapons they are do. still there. I they mean, do. Yeah, and it's uh, not going to be a cakewalk. It's, no, I mean, no, it's not at all. It's it's going to be – it'll be interesting. Um, I mean, they the Tampa Bay almost won last week if – if uh, who was it? Uh, I think Howard threw a ball backwards to to uh, uh, what's that? Fast as lightning. Anyway, uh, Deshaun Jackson yeah. and Jackson started looking at the end zone before he caught the ball on that short hop. Uh, it would have been close to getting in. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They could easily have won last week. They didn't. The Bengals. They have a chance at this, but they 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 need their def- their defensive backs are falling like flies. Their linebackers are going down like flies. We we've got to find a way for that defensive backfield to step up. That happens, we got a chance. But I think this is going to be a close game. This is going—I mean, it's going to end up being a good game. You're going to hope that Andy Dalton can find that fire that was there for the first three, four weeks of the season. Maybe they can make that last clutch uh, drive down the field. We'll find out. Yep, I agree. It's—I think it'll be close too. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. While we're on the while we're on that, let's go ahead and uh, that—that's the Bengals uh, next week. Will be week is week eight. This Sunday is week eight. Yes. Now, if I remember correctly, uh, Mr. Andre Edwards, uh, I think he said that he might uh, he might stop by and and make another not stop by, but he might call in and make another appearance after week eight. Yes. Well, he'll have he'll have two weeks to to decide what he wants to do. He so can either do either it the bye after, week. He right. can do it after next week and be before the bye week, or if he wants to wait a week, we can do it before game nine. So Andre, if you're listening, brother, let us know how you want to do it. Yeah, uh, Bengals still Insider. Want to do it. Yeah, if you want to do it, Bengals if Insider. You want to slum it and come down and and and, uh, and come on with us again. We do. We, we would, would appreciate it. it. The if listeners not, would appreciate it. Bengals Insider, LockedOnBengals.com writer Andre Edwards. Hopefully, we can lock him back down for another uh, another episode. So, uh, also on top of that, we we made a little bet last week, didn't we? We sure did. We made a bet on the spread. Was it on? Was it against the spread or straight up? It was up? against the spread. Yes. Okay. So Bengals versus Kansas City. I took the Bengals. Uh, they, they were six, getting I think. they were getting six or five, whatever it was. It was they got obviously got blown out. So on Halloween, we will be live the Nosebleed Sports Podcast on Facebook Live in the dungeon, same time, same place. But I will be dressed as Michael Phelps, ready to jump into the water. Speedo, goggles, and if I can get somebody to send me a uh, latex cap, maybe I'll just wear a rubber glove on my head. I don't know. Swimmer's cap. Maybe I'll find yeah. you a swimmer's cap. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll be, we'll be there. I, I got no problem with it. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, if you want to see me without a shirt on in basically underwear, <laughs> tune in. Yeah, you know, um, after the after that game on Sunday night. I uh, I was like, hey, I won the bet, and then I sat there and thought, wait a minute, I lost the bet. No, I you lo- won. Bro. I lost won. either way because I'm gonna be sitting two feet away from you, just the two of us in this tiny room. Just the two. Just that the might two just of us. be the words for next. That um, just might be the song. <laughs> that's just gonna make me feel even better. Um, yeah, but but with uh, right here with you and your uh, and your speedo dressed as Michael Phelps for Halloween. 
<laughs> I would have had to be Dorothy. Yeah, um, you would have had to dress up as Dorothy. That would have been funny. Joe Leonard, uh, that's not true. I do not wear my Speedo on casual uh, casual Thursday night, any casual Thursday night. I save the Speedo for Wednesdays. Uh, I actually have it on currently underneath right now. You just but wear I choose, underwear I just choose, Yeah, it's exactly right. So anyway, uh, so let's get into this week's game. So right now, I believe that I went two and one last week. You went one and two. I snatched a game up on you. Mm-hmm. So uh, am I down two? Am I down three? What am I down now? So, so now overall for the year, I am eight and ten. You are six and twelve. There you go. But those can be made up very quickly. Yes, they can. Um, so yeah, we've got uh, we got right. the we've got the picks. So for, let's let's get it going. Let's start. Week. Let's start off with you, man. Who who do you have as your three? games against the spread and like i said it's wednesday things can change what do you got so carolina is a two-point underdog at home to baltimore so i'm taking carolina in that one uh jacksonville is a three-point underdog to philadelphia at jacksonville i'm taking them got it um and then uh green bay is a nine and a half point underdog in L.A. against the Rams. Oh, I'm taking you're Green going Bay after Green Bay, huh? Nine and a half. Okay, Green Bay's uh, struggled here a little bit, so that'll they be have. that'll be an, an interesting game for sure. So I've got Carolina, Jacksonville, and Green Bay for next week. All right, so uh, starting off, I, I I decided I was going to pay a little bit better attention this week, and actually, instead of just jumping through and, and writing games down, I was going to look at it. So, uh, I'm going to start off, I'm taking Kansas City. This year, they're 7-0 against the spread. They're going up against Denver, who can't score to save their life. Uh, terrible defense. They're 2-4-1. Kansas City's at home. Denver's 2-4-1 against the spread. Kansas City's 7-0 this year. I got them continuing that streak, uh, covering the 10 points. Then we got Seattle uh, at Detroit. Detroit's covered... They're five and one against the spread, where Seattle's three two and one. So I'm 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 gonna stick with that. It's three points. Uh, Detroit's giving Seattle three points. I'm I'm gonna take Stafford. I'm gonna take Stafford to win this game. And then the last game I'm gonna take is Miami in Houston. Miami's getting seven and a half at this point, and uh, I just don't think Houston's that good. And I think Miami's a halfway decent team. So that's what I'm taking. So there you go. Three different games again. Okay. Three different games. So we got I got more room, more chance to catch up you to do. you now, baby. More you chance do. to catch up. All right. So let's uh let's what do you want to do? Let's you want to get into some you want to get into some swipe left? You want to do a little basketball? You want to you want to talk uh uh what do you want to do? I've got I've got one swipe left, swipe right for you. Just one? I've just got one for you. All right, well week. I'll start. I'm gonna start. You do, we'll, you go we'll, first. So we'll go into swipe left, swipe right on the nosebleeds. Uh, this is our favorite, my favorite thing that we do every week. Uh, swipe left if you like it, swipe right if you don't. Go on SoundCloud, SoundCloud, search the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, check out Episode 8. That's where this all comes from. Swipe right if you like it, swipe left if you don't. What did I say? Opposite? Yeah. All right. You want, I think everybody out there has a pretty good idea how that works. Any single people, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you don't even have to be single. We all know swipe left, swipe right. Anyway, uh, so here we go. Starting off, so last week we talked about big. Uh, we talked a lot about fried bologna juice. We talked about bologna juice. We talked about fried bologna sandwiches. So before we went on the air tonight, we had a special treat. Adam walked in the house, and we had from my dad and I. We, we had fried bologna sandwiches waiting for him. I got a picture. I'll we'll put it up on on, on the Twitter at sick with it. 
uh, throw it on the Facebook if you guys are on there. Uh, so you can see Adam eating the fried bologna sandwich that he so made fun of. And he, I, I don't think he liked it because it took him an hour to eat the one tiny quarter. That's what. That's why we were on a little late today. Anyway, swipe left, swipe right, fried bologna sandwiches. The fried bologna sandwich that I tasted here just 20 minutes ago. Don't hurt his feelings. Swipe right. I All swipe right. right on that. All now, right. that is not the way that I would make it at my house. I would throw a piece of bologna and fry it up real quick and just throw it on a couple of pieces of bread because I wouldn't want to take all the time to actually make it well. Right. So that's probably why I wouldn't like it there. It was it was done with precision and with great care. Uh, he he, at your he house. worked he worked hard on it. He worked hard on. It. He got here. He was here a little before nine getting those getting wow. that getting that thing ready for you. So man, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate your dad uh, doing that because it it really was good. It really was good. There you go. It, the the salt the butter helped. It was we had it all. It was it was perfect. All right, so swipe. All right, good. So swipe what do you right got? Let's go. Swipe left. Swipe right. So my my swipe left. Swipe right. Fox baseball announcer Joe Buck. <sighs> Swipe left. I can't stand that guy. I thought he stole my tagline. I went back and listened to it. Top of the second, coming back from break, and he's making fun of Boston. Got people who turn their lights on. And he, Kevin, don't forget to turn your lights on before you leave. I thought I heard, don't forget to turn your headlights on, which I like to say at the end of every show. Which just would have made me hate him even more. Even though he didn't say that, I still can't close. stand him. He can take his hair plugs and his <laughs> cockiness and everything else about him. I just, I'm uh, swipe left, Joe Buck. That dude's a tool. I, I I've heard for a long time your opinion on Joe Buck, and and uh, I know you I know you haven't been a fan of his. Um, and I've heard the same thing from a lot of people. To be honest with you, a lot of people don't care for him. I don't. I don't dislike him as much as a lot of people. But I'm. I can take him or leave him. There are a yeah. lot of good guys. There are a lot of good ones out there. If if he's replaced tomorrow, I'm fine with that. Wouldn't hurt your feelings. Does, doesn't matter to me really. If he stays on, doesn't really matter to me either. As long as there's a good game on, that's all I really that's care about. Plus, is John Smoltz is there, and I love him. So, um, he, right. does, he does it for me. So swipe left, swipe right. So uh, this is the last one. Oh, that's I got. I got oh, one okay, more. You got, no, no, okay, I, I got one for you. Make me, make I'm not going to make you on John, choose on Buck. A, to say if you like or dislike somebody. I, I hit the home button on John. Yeah, on Joe Buck. you're definitely 100% saying um no comment, <laughs> no comment from Adam. Can so, we have a, a tie? That's a <laughs> that's a perfect that's a perfect impression of me. Sounds nothing like you. <laughs> All right, so uh, here you go. Uh, swipe left, swipe right. You would ever put your finger in somebody's face if they spit on you? Uh, swipe right, definitely. I feel that's like. what you would do: is put your finger in their face. Um, well, I don't know. Like, I I feel like that's uh, an appropriate reaction. Okay. Okay. I don't okay. know honestly what I would actually do if that happened in real life. So obviously, we're going to do this because we're. I want to get into Rajon Rondo uh, and Chris Paul. Because so do I. I know you want to talk about it. So, uh, break it down. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube, uh, check it out. Rajon Ron, or, or I'm sorry, Brand, um, uh, James Harden's bringing the ball down to court. Uh, Brandon Ingram's defending him somewhat. Mm-hmm. 
and James Harden kind of takes his little Euro step, kind of bounces into him, goes in for the layup, and is begging for a call. It was a foul, and he's begging for the continuation call and everything else. And as he's starting to beg, Brandon Ingram, for no reason at all, pushes him. And they immediately tee him up. Brandon Ingram comes over. He's pissed at the ref, yelling at the ref. Next thing you know, Chris Paul and Rajon Rondo are throwing punches. Yeah. Yep. So so a little bit happened in between there. So first of all, let me just say I've been in that situation that Brandon Ingram was in several times playing basketball. It's James Harden. You feel like you didn't cause the foul. You feel like you were ran into. It's 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 maybe not even necessarily that I didn't foul him, but that he, you know, he, he initiated. The yeah, contact. he initiated the contact for sure. And James Harden does that. He's great at He's it. He's the best in the league at it. He is, um, except for maybe LeBron. But but their momentum was going. I mean, Harden was going. This was a fast break. I mean, you know, he's going hard to right. the basket. Right. And he wants to get there. He wants to to get the contact and then finish. Um, so he hits. Ingram pretty hard, yeah. and, and Ingram is is like six ten, uh, one twelve. So he he goes kind of flying into the stanchion, into the into the support, the basket support. Um, the foul's called. So so being hit like that, flying into the, you know, running into the to the support and getting the foul called on you. It's it's just all a very frustrating thing to happen. Sure. Right? So but that's the, happened but to still, me. that happens all the time Happ- in the NBA. It, it does. What is Brandon Ingram doing? He was he w- and that's the thing too. And is- then when you do push somebody because you're upset and you get teed up, what, what what did you not think that was going to happen? I'm surprised that he didn't get ejected immediately for the way that he reacted to the official. So he got so te- he got teed up. Yeah, he pushed him, and it was delayed too. It was like five or six seconds after the play stopped. And he was just kind of like Harden they, had already gone under the basket and came back from under the basket. They, yeah, they were both mm-hmm. walking back onto the floor, and they kind of were passing each other. And he just two hands shoved him. Harden didn't even react. Harden looked at just turned to the ref and sure, put his like, hands Hello, up. Like, what happened? What's going on up. there? Teed him up right away. Ingram went right after the official. Like you know that to me is they talk about intimidation when players try to intimidate oh, yeah. officials. No doubt that, that was if the, that's not intimidation, yeah, I, then nothing is. So. He should have gotten teed up again just for that. Well, he probably would have, but by the time all that went down, they grabbed him. He pulled. Who looks worse in this whole thing? Is it Brandon Ingram, Rajon Rondo, or Chris Paul? Well, <laughs> so I think I think it's a here I go with a tie again. Here we go. Here imagine, I go with a tie imagine again. Imagine that it's a tie. <laughs> Two people Ron, can't put it on one person. Rondo and Ingram for me easily look the worst coming out of this thing because so so uh, Lance Stevenson. Chris, at, Paul, I'm, I, I just want to say this: Chris Paul's not an angel. He's not. He's not. That dude. Let was, me he, let me get there. Okay. Let me get okay. There. Go ahead. Go ahead. Lance Stevenson, ever the uh, the the calmer. Um, Ever the uh, the what what's the term I'm trying to think? he has he has his head on straight so often just all the time sure, he, yeah, he just yeah. level headed kind of level headed is the term I was thinking of he gra- he grabs Ingram when he's going after the ref and pulls him away right away they go all the, almost all the way back to half court Ingram kind of calms down pretty much right away then but he so he just kind of like starts walking around puts his head down. Harden's back there with them. They're not even talking. Nothing's happened. But when everybody kind of went up, you know, near the two of them after the shove, after Ingram's initial shove, 
you know, everybody kind of ran over to make sure nothing was going on. So when that happened, Rajon Rondo and Chris Paul got together face-to-face. Plenty of words were said. Words were said. Like happen all the time. Right. Now, Chris Paul. First person to initiate. Chris, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Uh, was was looking was looking to get under R- Rondo's skin. Who is the king of getting under people's skin? Crosses Ron- his arms. Rondo is. his chest out. Exactly. Chris Paul, like he's gonna, exactly like like he's t- he's he, he's agging it on big time. Yes, I think Chris Paul looks. He's he's the he he and he instigated the whole thing. None of this would have happened if he wouldn't have got into it. And he comes out looking like he's the the angel, the the angel of this whole thing. He doesn't. I don't think he looks like an angel. He, if you if you go back and look at it, yes, he he was an instigator. And but what he did didn't did not come anywhere close to warranting Rajon Rondo spitting in his face. At first, I didn't think Rondo really spit there. I thought it was just kind of like he was just kind of going and got some spit on. But no, I went back. There's close video. 100% pursed his lips together, spit. There's no doubt he spit on him. Here's the deal, though. If you're Chris Paul and you are going to be in a face-to-face conversation with a guy who's known to just be an idiot and want to be, you know, and want to fight anything and anybody, his own teammates, anybody there is. Yep. You better expect something stupid to happen if you're going to try to. If you're going to start swollen up on him like you're like you're going to do something or, or or you're expect you you you're basically asking him to do something. But but by I'm something, not saying, I'm not by saying something on him is, is the right thing to do. By, by something, any means. it's a shove, it's a punch, it's never a spit. Spitting I is agree. is a way higher level offense than those other things. It, it's a I'm normal just, fight. All okay, I'm saying pushes, is, is shoves, Chris punches Paul is not. I I think all of them are equally idiots. Brandon, actually, I take that back. Brandon England, Brandon Ingram is. The highest idiot of all three of them. Because then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he comes sprinting in, throwing more punches. Yeah, without even – I don't even think he no, saw he no what idea. happened. He he was kind of just like moping Mello, around Mello up at the top. Mello was trying to keep him back, and then next thing you know, he's 100 mile an hour coming in again. I, I'll tell you a couple of things that I thought were interesting about when they did – so, and that's the other thing. Rondo spit in Chris Paul's face. Chris Paul puts his finger in Rondo's face and kind of pushes his face with his finger – Rondo throws the first punch, lands a pretty decent punch, uh, a pretty Chris decent Paul, jab. Chris Paul got a good one in on him, too. He though. did. He did. He did. He um, might have got two in. Yeah. Um, they both got like one and a half in, I think. Um, right. But Brandon Ingram just kind of looks up when the commotion starts going on, sprints over, and just throws a big wild punch from like 18 feet away because that's how long his arms are. I was just going to say that. And, and he, uh, <laughs> Stretch Armstrong, got him from like half court. But um, so he throws a big punch at Chris Paul. I mean, he he. So so here are the suspensions. Okay, let's hear. Him. Brandon Ingram four games. He got the most. Deserved it. Yep. Rajon Rondo got the second most with three. Okay. And Chris Paul got two. I think they all should have got four. I think every one of them did something. Every one of them instigated something in some way that didn't need to go anywhere any more forward than it did. Mm-hmm. I think all of them should have. They yeah. all. I think all of them should have got the exact same suspension, five games. I don't. I didn't even care. Just they all should have got the same. Maybe Ingram gets one more than the two, but I think the two of them, Rondo and Paul, I think both of them should have got the same. I I couldn't disagree with you more I on that. that. So so, 
Chris, so I'm sorry, uh, Rondo spitting on another guy and throwing the first punch. For me, that's way, way worse than anything Chris Paul did. Uh, for me, for me, Rondo should get the the, the highest suspension. If you want to, if you want to have the same suspension for he and Ingram, I'm fine with that. But it should be at least four, maybe five, maybe six games. It can't be less than four. I don't think. I mean, I I, I think you have to really, really punish these guys. Um, it, it, it's I, that's so disgusting. It's so disgusting to spit have on you a ever person's been spit face. On? I've not. I don't think I. No, I I, I hope I, that I never. I mean, I would hope I would never spit on offend before. someone enough to, to for them to want to spit on me. I'm I mean, that sure. takes a real yeah. low life person. I'm pretty sure that I've offended somebody enough to get spat on. <laughs> I, I don't just think don't you think have. I've ever actually been spat on before. I don't think you have, but um, that's it's just that's a that's an offense that is far worse than a punch than anything like that. But those two things together, spitting on someone, throwing a punch, starting the actual fight. Now, now, yes, Paul instigated. He, he, you know, he he got it. Yeah, he got it, kind of elevated, but he really did. I mean, he didn't really do anything. He just kind of puffed out and and said some stuff and, and crossed his arms and stared at him. Got face to face, but I mean, I'm Rondo sorry, you pushed a guy one. in the face. I think that Chris Paul started that. I think uh, no. Rondo wouldn't have. He pushed him. him. He pushed him in the face because he got spit. He should have hit his him. Face. Why didn't he hit him? I don't. Well, be, I mean, I think Chris Paul gets credit for I'm that. I'm watching it now. I oh, think he Chris should get Paul credit. For that. credit. Chris Paul's the reason that he got spit. He's the reason he got spit on. No, that no. There, don't don't that, go What up he on did. To... What he did. What Chris Paul did. That does not. Does that doesn't even deserve to get punched. He just swelled up like and like a million. Like it happens, it happens every single night in the NBA. Guys get together, they get in each other's face. There's yep. a little shove or whatever. He didn't even shove him. He just he touched him in the chest a little bit when he folded his arms in front of him, like he was ready to fight. But that's all he did. He folded his arms, stared at him, and said, "What are you gonna do?" And then Rajon Rondo said, he "I'm said, gonna." He said, "What are you gonna do to the wrong guy?" He said, "He said, here's a, here's a little AIDS, buddy," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and spit in his that. face. So that to me, that was Chris Paul. Is I mean, you can suspend him two games if you want to suspend him three games. I think you at least double Rondo and Ingram's suspension for whatever Chris Paul gets. Yeah. At least double for me. I don't know. It just. It's ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. We, it's we, all stupid. None of it should have ever happened. It all started because Brandon Ingram's an idiot. That's the whole deal. Yeah, that so, was yeah. a shame. And listen, this Chris Paul Rajon Rondo thing, this has been going on for ten years. Yeah, it started in I think it was '08. Chris Paul uh, won a spot on Team USA for the Olympics over Rajon Rondo, and that started. Rondo was mad about that. He was upset. Really? So the ah. next season. The next season, they played a they, close game. This was when Chris Paul was still in Charlotte. Um, yeah, was uh, was yeah was still in Charlotte, and it was New Orleans for a whatever couple years, or whatever. Was, yeah. um, it was because that was the year. Um, that summer was the summer that they that the Celtics won their first championship. So Rondo won a championship as a starting point guard in the Celtics, and then lost a spot on Team USA to Chris Paul. Chris Paul's a better player, but. Um, but Rondo lost that spot to him. He was mad. So the next the next year they played each other, and uh, Rondo came up to Chris Paul after the game and said, 
you will never win a ring. I have won. You will never, ever win a ring. He's right so, so they, far. He's right so far. They, um, they, <laughs> I mean, Rondo was part of Celtics teams that he had way more help than Chris Paul's ever had. Sure. But that's what, so that's how all the guy, anybody <laughs> that wins now is. Right. But they, so they exchanged some words there. And ever since then, it, it, you know, both guys are, are complete idiots. Since this thing came out, by the way, Rondo still still will not admit that, that he, he spit, spit on he purpose. Did. He said there's a difference between exasperating and spitting. Yeah. Sorry, brother. So, right, yeah. He, <laughs> he spit on him. There's no question. So I don't, some people are still saying he didn't. But anyway, um, there there's video evidence of it. I don't know how it's you can over. dispute it. It's but over. It's But he, t- he talked about – he said – he said, "People think Chris Paul is this is this great guy. He is not. He's a horrible teammate. And by the way, two of Chris Paul's former teammates came out and said yeah. Rondo's right. He's a ter- Chris Paul is a terrible teammate. That, Chris Paul's coming out a lot. A lot is coming out about Chris Paul since they, this yeah. started. It, just like this Manny Machado thing we talked about it's last exactly week. Exactly the same thing. Yes. You know, you you think somebody. You know, you only see stats and you only see the good side of people." But then something comes up, and next thing you know, you start looking back, and it's like, man, this dude's just as big an instigator as anybody else on an NBA floor. He he has been dirty over his career. Chris yeah. Paul has. He's hit guys in the in the groin several times. He that started in college. There there are a bunch of you know things about that. There are just a bunch of a bunch of dirty plays, and a, a lot of guys that don't that do not care for Chris Paul think he's a dirty player. And he's made a career out of that, and he'll he's real feisty all the time on the floor. Teammates don't like that all the time. Some guys do, and and think, okay, that's a, that's a warrior. He's gonna he's gonna have my back and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of lot, some of his former teammates talk about, yeah, this guy's got his own agenda. He goes to he goes to uh, upper management behind behind the rest of the team's back. He, I mean, he's got his yeah, own he's thing no, going, and he's known as head of the players' union. So people think, you know, everybody must love him, or which think is he's surprising. Good. They vote; the players voted him in well, that's as just, the president of the player, or, and that doesn't necessarily mean that he's the greatest guy. It just means right. they believe that he's. If anybody can take care of their agenda, it's going to be him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, my question to you is, my my because the, what's been weighing on my mind is, I wonder what Cliff Paul thinks about this. I mean, I feel, I feel like, like Cliff Paul's a pretty straight edge dude. He is. He is. I and wonder look, if he's disappointed in his brother. There are, yeah. Uh, you see that honestly. You see that quite a bit. There are siblings who are totally the opposite. You know, Chris yeah. uh, Cliff Paul is probably pretty disappointed in his brother. Now, it's family. It's blood. So I'm sure he's gonna. I'm sure he's gonna <laughs> back his brother, right? Yeah, I would um, think so. Although former teammates didn't back Chris Paul, so. I don't know. Uh, It'd be interesting to see what happens on the next State Farm commercial. Blood is thicker than water. Yeah. Yep. We will see. We will see. And maybe, uh, (laughs) maybe, uh, what's his face from the office? Uh, uh, We'll turn his back on Chris Paul too. It'd be interesting. We'll see. It'll it'll have to be all Cliff Paul from now on. They're gonna. I think they're gonna drop Chris Paul and just 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 have Cliff Paul do the. He's got a great mustache. Yeah, Cliff's got a great mustache. Cliff, it's well groomed. Well groomed. He did. He 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 does well with it. Mm-hmm. All right. So speaking of the NBA, real quick, LA though. I do want to say one thing about LA. Yeah, it's because I talk about I've the had, Lakers. I know, they're going to be I've, missing I mean, two of their King guys. James. King, they're going to be missing two of their guys. Two key key guys. Yes. This is going to be big games for Lonzo Ball. They lost their first game with both of them out, mm-hmm. but they should have won against the Spurs. And it all comes back. 
LeBron James is the king. He is the greatest basketball player to ever step foot on a court. However, you want to have that debate right however, now? However, no, I don't want to get into that again. <laughs> however, what do we do about this free uh, free throw deal? My yeah. man, my man, I mean he's getting a lot of heat about this and they well, I I didn't realize this. I started looking back like like the greatest of all time, they're always in that 80 to 85 range free or or better. Larry Bird was a career 89% free throw shooter. They're all in that in that range and and Bron Bron's uh, uh he's mid 70s, low 70s or something like that, like, I think. Yeah, low 70s. Low I 70s. think he that's been the, that has So been, that's the Achilles heel for my it, man. It has been his whole career. It really has been. He's missed a lot of big time free throws in games and that's that really is. I mean, that's one of the strategies I think teams have is you can you can foul LeBron at the end of games and, and feel much better about your chances of him missing free throws than of him either scoring or creating a shot for another guy that's going to score because typically they put shooters around. Now the Lakers yeah. didn't do that. No. They, they haven't put any shooters around LeBron nope. yet, but <clears throat> next year that'll happen, or this offseason it'll happen. But, um, yeah, right now, I mean, that's uh, your, your best bet is probably to foul LeBron and send him to the line. Yeah. Oh, there. I mean, there's days where he's has great days from the line, and there's days, but it's the clutch. I think that clutch factor at the end of the game, uh, and he's had years where he was clutch at the end of game. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people are giving him grief. I kind of feel bad. Joe, Joe, a uh, big fan of the nosebleeds keeps. I've gotten a, a text. I've gotten. Uh, we've gotten a Facebook hit from him. He's he's been all over our 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 feed here talking about LeBron's free throws. So I had to bring it up. That's, uh, yeah, it needs to be I want to know what up. you think about it. it. It needs to be brought up. It's 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 a big deal. I mean, you this Lakers team is not is not ready to win yet, and they haven't yet. They're zero and three right now. Um, they're going to turn it around. They're going to turn it. this team. This they they've got the talent. They've got they've got more talent than people give them credit for on this team. It's just a matter of getting them together and letting them play for a while. It's like LeBron said, man. Hey. Basketball ain't instant oatmeal, man. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. You got to give it some time. You know, we got to got to mesh this thing together. Those Miami teams started out, you know. Yeah, you remember the 12 first year, that 12, first, 12 yeah. and fourteen, something like that. Exactly. And then they ended up in the finals. So it's, I don't know. I, they're going to be fine because they have LeBron James. They're going to make the playoffs, but they're in the West now. LeBron's four playing seed. in the West. Now. Still give them a four seed. I'll I'll go along with that right now. Still giving them still a four early seat. enough. That I oh and three. That. I'm still giving them a four seed. I'll tell you what though. I don't want to root for them that anymore right now. It's going to take me a while to, to get. So you're going to root for? So if they come up against Houston, you're going to root for Houston instead of them? I might have done that anyway. Honestly, I'm not rooting um, for Chris Paul anymore. What do you think about that? So you're, what do you think about you're, that? You're I don't fine, like Chris Paul anymore. You're fine rooting for the Lakers with I'm Rondo root, and Ingram, I'm who fine. did way worse than what Chris Paul. I, did. What I'm telling you is. Don't not root for somebody because I, I started to say I wasn't going to root for the Dodgers anymore because of Machado, but I took it back. I took it back. But you're rooting for the Red Sox. Well, it's because they're playing the Red Sox now. Right. I was talking about in the in the Brewers series. Yeah. But no, I'm 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 obviously I'm rooting for the Red Sox are my team is my team. So, right. uh, but but I like I'm that not hat, gonna, by the way. I'm not gonna hate. I'm the thank you. Uh, I'm not gonna hate that whole team just because of Manny Machado. I'm not going to do it. So I'm not going to hate the Lakers because they got a couple idiots on their team. And actually, the biggest idiot on their team was the one trying to calm things down immediately. He was the first one to go at Brandon Ingram and try to calm him down was Lance Stevenson. So I'm not going to hate him because of that. Because the king, the king will reign. And the king will, 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 
have his people calm themselves down and understand their roles and everything's going to be good. I'm, I'm, we're going to be good. We'll see. We're going to be good. We'll see. Here we go. All right, so let's get into this. Um, this is what I really want to do. So we're in the NBA. We're going to get to the World Series here in a minute. Uh, but the we're going to need a new poll. So ugliest haircut in the NBA must be a current player. Uh, but it can be a picture from any time in their career. In fact, some of these pictures are going to end up with multiple pictures in them because there's some dudes out there with some crazy hair. We have found some good ones. Really good ones. All right, so let's get it started. I'm going to let Adam run down uh, from the eight seed to the one seed. We're going we're going to do eight eight guys. We got a couple honorable mentions. Uh, I'm going to let you run it down, and I'm just going to sit here and laugh. Okay. So – our number eight seed is Dirk Nowitzki. Now, this is specifically his rookie year. Dirk has, has, has changed his hair several times over the years. He's shaved it for a while. A few different times he grew it real long. The buzz cut actually could have possibly made this. You the think buzz so? cut was I think he looked ridiculous in a buzz cut. But it's probably because Dirk, if there was an ugliest man in NBA, he'd be on that list. Would so maybe on that list? I'd put him pretty close when he does this. <laughs> he sticks his teeth out looking at yeah yeah I, I, there there's some good ones of that anyway we're not making fun of how ugly people are right we're done with that and real quick just to put a disclaimer on this LeBron James was on the original mm-hmm. list uh, however we had to take LeBron off mm-hmm. because uh, Adam decided that baldness is not a hairstyle. Uh, that's we, something you're born with, and we're we're not going to bald shame anybody, right? Because we had a, another guy. Uh, what was his name? Costa Kufus. Costa Kufus, who's going bald in like four different spots on his head. <laughs> None of them where normal people go bald. Oof. So uh, and still continues to grow his hair out. So uh, <laughs> we're not going to do that to the bald guys, even though I just did. Adam's not. I will. I have no problem with it. But we're not going to do that. So those guys are off. Just giving you a little heads up on. Uh, little background right so we were trying to yeah we're trying to do a, a more positive thing here so Adam we're gonna is. make fun of Adam's some trying to, Adam's I am to be more positive I'm <laughs> no we collectively we, are. yes we are you're, we don't, we don't a, like being mean to anybody you're a nicer guy than I am you're just joking I around I don't it. like to be mean to anybody all right so all right. So, so all right number so, seven so okay so Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki Dirk his rookie year, we're gonna do bowl cut bowl cut middle part oh yeah, uh, he, he he basically looks like every Nirvana fan from 1994. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> that who was uh, 14 years old. Yes. Uh, all right, number seven, Iman Shumpert. Uh, this is an easy one. Iman Shumpert, the, we're going to go with – I mean, he's had a couple of them, and we might mash a couple yeah. pictures together or clip them together so you can see a couple different hairstyles. But for sure, the one is from the finals from about three years ago which I, I just don't understand. He had it for two straight years in the finals, or for the whole year, I guess. He had, uh, the dude can get a beautiful high-top fade that is clutch, better than no other out there. I mean, I put it up there with Kid and Play, or with kids uh, from Kid and Play's uh, yeah. high-top fade. It was nice. Looks good. In New York, he had a nice high-top Really fade. good one. However, he, does, like, he, he rocked this high-top fade with like a, a poof. In the center, it just a ball that stuck up out of the middle of it. It was like it was it like the, the old winter hat that you used to wear with a yes, little exactly. fuzzy ball. Yeah, on the, top. the fuzzy ball on top. So anyway, that's that's Iman Shumpert. Yes, one hundred percent. He's had some other some other awful, ones over the years. He that guy changed awful his hair haircut. Lot. Awful haircut. All right, so who is going to be our sixth seed in the NBA's worst haircuts? 
Number six, another guy who's changed his hair several times over the years, and there are some unbelievable pictures of this guy, Michael Beasley. Michael, Michael Beasley. Beasley, yes. All right, so Michael Beasley, most notably known for the cornrows, mm-hmm. I would say, right? Yep, cornrows. And there's been braids, a couple yep. of the corn the cornrows I like. Mm-hmm. Although they're the day when when he gets that corn when he gets some cornrows taken out and he ain't got to the to the barbershop yet or to the to the weave place or whoever does <laughs> the the braids and he plays that one or two games in between. Oh boy. There's some good ones. I'm excited oh, about this. Yeah, me too. I'm excited about that one. Me too. All right, and speaking of big hair, long hair, number five is Joe Kim Noah. Joe Kim Noah. Now, you all, this this guy could have easily been on the uh, ugliest basketball players <laughs> in history as well. I I think a big reason why he's on this is because of his ugliness. Okay, I think his I, I think his just downright ugliness makes his hair worse than it really is. Although well, his hair I doesn't feel do like him he, any favors. Yeah, he doesn't wash his hair. I don't think he's just got a lot of knots in it. It appears to be. Yeah. Uh, he puts it in a top bun that just looks goofy, but when he puts it down, it's even funnier. So yes, one hundred percent. I'm I'm with you on that. Joking Terrible haircut. Good good call on that one. Now, number four, I feel like there's a line here where number four through number one are like this, Legit. this elite level. It's a whole nother level of terrible haircuts. Number four, we have the the winner, at least once, I think twice, winner of, of the Shackton a Fool <laughs> season championship. This is the reason that Shackton a Fool is on. And his, right, is JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee. And I'll tell you what. A couple of his hairstyles over the years were shacked in a fool. Yeah, most well, most certainly. I'm going to tell you the biggest one is, I mean, the rat tail. He's had the rat tail now for about three years, and it's <laughs> horrible. It's so bad. It is horrible. Oh. However, we got a good picture. At one point in time, he rocked a three rat tail, <laughs> rat tail. He had a he was a three tailed rat tailed haircut. <laughs> three tailed. Yeah. And I'll tell you what's wow, worse. Wow, was terrible. I'll tell you what's worse is they're like real tiny. They're like little oh. tiny ones. It's yeah. so weird. Yes. Oh, my gosh. All right, so JaVel's right. rat tail JaVel by McGee. far. Uh, that's a good number four. number four. All right, number three. Now, this is a guy not a lot of people are going to know about. Lonnie Walker the fourth. Look him up. Draft When he got drafted, best best draft picture ever mm-hmm. with Adam Silver. I, f- I feel like they Photoshopped the hat to <laughs> hover above his head. And when you see that, that stuff should be the first picture you see and then start looking. There's a reason the hat hovers above his head. Holy cow. This dude could, once again, another guy that he's got, he's got such a thick head of, of, of hair. I, he could easily rock a good-looking do. Yep. But he chooses to just let this, his hair, like he, it's like he goes to bed with a high-top fade and in the middle of the night, Somebody takes a baseball bat and just like pokes at it, and then he wakes up and it goes in a hundred directions, and he doesn't care. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. There are some strange. I love I, if it. he yeah, if he just like you know if he combs it out or whatever, and he just he kind of makes it like a high top fade or whatever, it, it it adds another like six or seven inches to his height, I think. Yeah. Um, but but when he doesn't, man, it's all over the place and it's it looks odd. Yeah, big time. All right, so he's so Lonnie Walker the fourth. Lonnie is Walker the three. fourth, number three. How about number two? Who we got at the two seed? Now we've talked about a couple guys who have changed their hair 
many times over the years. Wow. No one has changed more than Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin bursts onto the scene with the Knicks, Linsania or whatever yeah, they Linsanity, called it, yeah. Linsanity. Yep. Uh, just your everyday, you know, little Asian crew cut kind of deal he had going on. And now, I don't know what this dude's got going on on the top of his do on top of his dome, but his his weave is all whacked out. He goes from <laughs> from a mohawk to some kind of weird shaved side man bun to uh, just uh, this dude's had a bunch of them. This will be one multiple pictures. Tough to lose. Although the number one seed, I believe, is impossible to beat because I think this guy's purposely did his haircut to look like it was the worst ever to win this tournament. He he he. At one point in the, I think it was two years ago, I guess, when he rocked his haircut the most. I yeah, I mean, he's had it. It was it for was a for while. a few he's, years. He's only been in the league like four years or something like that. But first couple he years, rocked it for yeah, a while. He, so yeah. He he obviously knew that the Nosebleed Sports Podcast would be doing a worst haircuts uh, poll, uh, so he grew his hair out like this, and his name is Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton, uh, formerly of the Magic. I don't know who he plays for now, but definitely the number one seed by far. I want to say, is he did he take Rondo's spot in New Orleans? I'm ashamed. Uh, Brooklyn, just, no Brooklyn. He's in Brooklyn now. Is he in Brooklyn? I think I saw. I think I saw him in a black Brooklyn jersey when, when I was looking up pictures of these guys. All right. Well, either way, what his hairdo in Orlando, it was like a. It was like a New Orleans. You're a, New Orleans. New Orleans. He's, he's okay. with Pelicans. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, his hair's not not any better now. It's well, just, just not as much cut. of it. Yeah, he just got it cut. So I think it's. It, I think it's better now, but. It was like a. It's like people when you grow your hair out, do your hair, man. Like if you don't want to do your hair, to get then, then, then buzz it down or do something low with it to where you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I mean, look, you can do anything you want with your hair, but no, if no, you, you don't, <laughs> no, if you want to stay off this list, then you if you do don't, if you it. don't want to be on the nosebleeds yeah, list, I, listen, and I apologize if people think that what we're doing is is being mean and being bullies, but to be honest, I mean here. It, I you see this rat, this rat nest I got going on top of my dome. I shoot this lettuce, this lettuce on top of here is terrible. So <laughs> I feel like I have the right to to talk about somebody else's hair. So there you go. That's what I'm I'm sticking to that. All right. All right. So there you go. That's it. So the first round will be Alfred Payton against Dirk Nowitzki. Ah, uh, Dirk. As much as I the one versus much as I love seed. it. Yep. As much as I love it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, See how this goes. I think it's going to be a blowout, but we'll go from there. Enjoy your short time in the tournament there, Dirk. Yep. Dirk, uh, yeah. Congratulations for making it. And we'll see you uh, for the ugliest man in NBA history competition <laughs> here in a month or so. Just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Or maybe the best shooters of all time. I don't want to do something nice. silly like I, that's too sports like, man. Yeah, we do yeah, too much sports stuff on this sports podcast. We need some goofiness in between. Maybe, maybe like. Uh, Best sense of humor in the NBA, or funniest guy, or something like that. That's a little most oaf like. How about most oaf like NBA player? Oaf like? Yeah, most oaf looking guy. He's a, so it's basically when just he moves big, around. Walt, big white, slow white guys. Bill been, Lambeard, uh, <laughs> uh, Dirk Nowitzki, Sean uh, Bradley. You know, just <laughs> big 
Goofy, uh, the the track. What was his name? Matt Stainbrook. <laughs> Matt Stainbrook. Good night. That's a number one seed. <laughs> Too bad he never made it to the NBA. We'll just call it basketball players in general. <laughs> but see, all that's right. that's that's an all right. I feel like that wouldn't be a bad poll because, uh, I mean, obviously they're good athletes, or they would never make it in in as far as they did. So we're just saying, hey, you look like this, but brother, you got some game. Yep. You know what I mean? You, you got have game. To have some game. You got to yeah. have game to make it to where they made it. Right. So. Yep. Or be seven foot one or four, seven foot four, I think. Is Sean Bradley yeah. seven four? He was seven six, I believe. Seven six? Manute Bull was seven seven? Seven seven. George Mirajan was seven seven. Oh my god. Another guy that would be on the list for sure. You can't even say what the list would be, can you? He'd, you just it say w- it, it was be, the Oaf. Oh, you're talking about the Oaf? Oh no, oh, he's yeah, on yeah. the ugliest human being in oh. history's <laughs> list. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. nobody's yeah. ugly. Don't use the U word. Nobody's <laughs> the U word. Yeah, don't do that. All right, so um, let's get into this baseball. Yes. We got we got a, we got a little bit of time left. The World Series is in full effect. I love this is all this is what we do. Uh, baseball and basketball are our our two two favorite sports. So the World Series is currently on, and it is uh, two nothing. The Red Sox officially won today. They are at it. And uh, what do you think, buddy? I mean, the the Red Sox are just out playing, out hitting, out defending. You can tell that most of these Dodgers have never been to Fenway in their life, or have only played one or two games there because they they can't play the wall. The fat they look horrible in foul territory because there's basically no foul territory. So they're scared to death that they're about to run into something every time they go running for a ball, and uh, it's showing. And and these Red Sox, boy, it's what we said in the beginning. Even with Kershaw having a bad game yesterday, and people were giving Kershaw a rough time. Look, this this offense is ridiculous. And they can beat you with the bombs. They can hit. They're going to hit more home runs than you. They're going to manufacture runs better than you. They're going to steal bases better than you. They're going to move run. Yeah, yesterday in game one, first inning, and they put on a hit and run. Like you don't see that in the playoffs in the first inning of a game. I love it. They're aggressive. They 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 do everything right. I feel like Cora makes all the right decisions every time he takes somebody out or puts somebody in. It always works, but it also helps when the people you're putting in would start for almost anybody else. So, I mean, Ian Kinsler, he he's Ian Kinsler's not starting every game. This dude, he was a Ian perennial Kins- all-star exactly, for years. Exactly. And this guy, you know, he's I mean, he's not your backup, but he's sharing time at second. Like, I mean, right. it's ridiculous how good this team is. So exciting! What do you think? What, what, what do you think so far about the series? So, so I was so excited. We talked. We talked before game one started. I was so excited about game one because of that pitching matchup. Oh Clayton yeah, Kershaw, Chris Sale, the two best lefties yes. in the game. I was so excited about that. And then they both pitched to, like, two batters in the fifth and both got pulled four-plus innings each. Neither one of them pitched as well as you would expect them to. Um, that part was really disappointing. Uh, Kershaw really wasn't very good at all. I mean, he, he had a, you know. He got himself out of a couple jams. He, he, he pitched He pitched he, well. He's got to learn what? how to be CC Sabathia, though. He, he, he's not throwing 98 anymore. Right. 97. He's, he's, he's got to learn that there are times where he's got to tone it down and pitch the spots, which he does and better he, than anybody. And he can. Don't get me wrong. His yeah. breaking stuff is unbelievable. So, yeah, if you got to make it so that you're throwing mostly breaking balls now, okay, you have to do that. Locate um, your fastball. 
Right. Change it up. That's yes. what it, that's what yes. it's all about. Be more Greg Maddox like than early Clayton Kershaw. Although right? Clayton Kershaw, I, <laughs> I don't know. First off, real quick, this just popped in my head as I was about to say this. Okay. So Clayton Kershaw has the lowest ERA, uh, lowest lowest uh, what is that? The lowest regular season ERA uh, for his career since the live or since the the current era of baseball. They call it the current era. That started in 1900. Like, that's what they call the current era in baseball. <laughs> Isn't that weird? How horrible. How is that the current era? Does that make any sense at all? Like, no, there's been five eras of baseball yes. since the 1900s. Absolutely. You had the 1900s, then the 20s hit, and that was a completely different that, – that's when the live ball era started. So how is current era – but there's also a live ball era inside the current era. Uh, so I don't know how this works. There's a steroid era. There's a steroid yeah. era uh, in the in the late 80s and 90s. You have the 70s with uh, beer belly era uh, and little tiny people. Uh, you have there's there's all kinds of eras. I don't I don't understand how in God's name they said you know since the current era of baseball. Which started in 1900. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Come again? I'm, I'm anyway, glad he's br- like a two point something ER, whatever it is. But yeah. it's ridiculous. I'm glad you brought that up. I always thought that was really weird too. Every time they say, every time they say in the current era or whatever, I'm like, oh, okay, it's got to be in the last 10 years or 15 years or something like that. Since 1900, like what? Yeah. All right. So we forgot to put the on air sign so on. So anyway, oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Kick right. That uh, Right over uh, Bob Amanab there. Yeah, that's right. So, anyway, so game one, I was excited about that. Neither guy pitched as well as I hoped. What I was hoping for, I was dreaming about a uh, both guys <laughs> both guys throwing uh, nine no-hit innings and then the Red Sox walk it off in the 10th, and uh, it's one nothing. One it takes, nothing. takes an hour and, hour and 45 minutes to play uh, or an hour and a half to play or something like that, and it's it's – it's over in a second. It's just like the best beauty. The, the best beauty of pitches, baseball, right? The, the best beauty pitching. of baseball. Yeah. So that didn't happen. But the Red Sox, the, both teams, they kind of kind of went back and forth, you know, adding a run or two, you know, every inning or two. And then um, uh, Nunez. Um, what are you going to say? Hit, pinch hit home run. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so the three-run bomb. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And it just his name just escaped me because he's not a regular player, Eduardo Nunez. Eduardo. Um, so he, he hit the get the pinch hit, three run home run to kind of pull away. They won eight four in game one. Tonight I didn't get to see as much of it because I was I was preparing for this. But the Red Sox Red Sox took a one nothing lead early. Yep. Dodgers uh, had put up a two spot and I want to say the maybe third inning. Actually, fourth. It was a fourth. He had a no hitter going through three. David right, Price right. was throwing a no hitter through yeah. three. I mean, he was David Price was dealing out there. Yeah. Whatever he was joking around about saying that he he found when he he said he was in the bullpen uh, before his last start and he found something out there and he threw a hell of a game against um, against the Astros yeah. and he and he and they interviewed him and they said, "Well, what was it? What'd you find?" He said, "The hell if I'm telling you," yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't understand. I'm like. I want to. I want to know what that was. I know it. Me too. Everybody does. They've been talking about it like crazy. <laughs> so anyway, a- after the fourth inning, the Dodgers had a, had a two-one lead. Boston put up a three spot then in the uh, in the fifth to take a four-two lead, and it stayed that way the rest of the game. So 
So four two tonight in game two. Yep. Boston's up two nothing now. Um, it's uh, I tell you, game one. A guy that stu- stood out to me, Andrew Benintendi. He had four hits in game Forget one. Forget game one. The dude had an unbelievable catch in game two up against a wall today. Yes, uh, he did. I mean, he's he's playing. He, he had the he's series had, clinching had, catch yeah. against the Astros and a diving catch in in the earlier in that series as well. I mean, the dude is the, and, the, and and the best thing about him is he's from Cincinnati. Exactly. So so speaking of that. I, I was probably already kind of leaning toward – I like both of these teams. Now, I was already leaning toward Boston anyway. I've always kind of liked Boston. You kind of really got me into, into being a, little Boston. Mo- a, a, a Boston Red Sox fan. Sure. Um, so, for years, I've kind of – you know, Boston's been one of my favorite teams, right? So, I've, I'm kind of rooting for them, although I like a lot of these Dodgers. We talked about Machado last week. I can't root for that guy. But then I keep forgetting because it was a, he, they acquired him in a trade in the middle of the season. Yes. But I keep forgetting about the Dodgers. Give me another reason to not root for them in this series is because they have Ryan Madsen, who they acquired from the, from the Washington Nationals. Right in, before in we came on the air today, how excited were you? So there, there's, there's bases loaded, and they take out – um, who started today? It was uh, uh, Ryu. Ryu, mm-hmm. take out Ryu, and they bring in Matson, who and who who was the first guy out of the bullpen for Kershaw last night too. Yeah. So what does he do? Point one, just it gives up a hit, three earned runs, it just blows the game wide open, and that is it. Matson, I love it. I know you. That had to be the greatest thing. To, uh, I could just feel your enthusiasm. As it happened, even though you were not standing next to me. And what was unfortunate in game one is he came in, so Kershaw got pulled with with no outs in the fifth after he pitched, I think, two batters. He had two guys on, I want to say. And both of those guys ended up scoring. So so the inherited runners that Madsen came out and had both scored. He's given every one of them up then. All but one. No, he won them yeah, because he only pitched on one. He only made got one out today. Right. So, so, but he his inherited runner scored yesterday. Unfortunately, those go against Kershaw's ERA. But um, and then today, he does gives it up, again. Gives up three runs. Yeah. So I Ryan Matson couldn't happen to a better guy. Ryan Matson, um, go hit Joey Votto. Yeah. Again and yeah. And, and have and just, a terrible. Yeah, just career. to clarify, I, it's because he hit Votto in the leg and the knee completely the on purpose. And and Votto ended up missing a bunch of time. Missed like a month basically because of that um and it made me so upset because it was clearly on purpose Matson had to miss two starts missed two starts yeah oh boy poor guy or two games or two, or whatever, right yeah. not two starts i apologize games. two games anyway uh there you go so that's so the world series socks. Man. it's 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 a lot of fun out there we got the world series going on by the time we get to you next time this thing might been might be swept yep. by the time we're on world series might be over we might be in full baseball slash basketball mode also next time we come on is one day before uh the a lot of uh, exhibition games in college basketball there's a couple actual regular season games i think start on november 1st so we got a lot of stuff to get into college basketball season's around the corner which oh i'm so excited i got my tickets <laughs> i was at musketeer madness the other night I'm ready to go. My muskies are 
it's going to be a different year for us. However, our, two, a good way to say. our 2019 team is already looking is all is already looking much better. Travis Steele's getting his own guys in there right now. I think we're a top ten. Uh, we're a top ten recruiting class. So I know nobody probably cares too much about that, but we are going to talk about that because we're from Cincinnati. We'll talk about the Bearcats. The Bearcats and the and the Muskies are both in the same kind of boat. I mean, they they lost their three top scores from last year. Both teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not returning really too much of anybody that got a lot. I mean, we we are. We got Paul Scruggs and. And Najee Marshall and Quentin Gooden coming back, but it's it's a lot of role players coming back for both teams that are going to have to step up. You're not sure what they're going to do when they get put in different roles. So uh, for the Cincinnati college basketball scene, it's going to be interesting this year. Yeah, and just off the top of my head, the the top like ten, really probably the top twenty five, but the top ten preseason and most preseason polls are kind of your. Your normal, you know, your Kansas is yeah, just throw all the big um, names up right. there, it's, and you're yeah. gonna see the same old, mostly the same old guys up there. I think I saw Gonzaga's up there in the top five yeah. to start this year. Um, so anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll touch on some college basketball for sure. Um, but we'll be once baseball's over, we're gonna be going full swing into the NBA. I know not everybody around here loves it, but there are it actually a lot more. Yep. There are a lot more NBA fans now than there were in yes. this area. I think one hundred percent. And hopefully, hey, we've got people listening all over the world. Hey, and there are NBA fans all over the place. I'm going to tell you, I don't have my my phone in front of me because it's it's over there. But Is it the uh, Netherlands, we had we've had Netherlands. Uh, Russia's watched the last the last two weeks. We got a guy in Russia keeping it up. Uh, we've had over thirty different countries. Checking us out, so so if you guys are out there, we appreciate you listening, yes, watching. Hit hit the subscribe button on whatever you're listening to out there, whether it be SoundCloud, um, YouTube, Castbox, Apple iTunes. Uh, what is it called? Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Yeah. iTunes. Slash you can get iTunes. it on both of those. Yeah. Um, check us out. Mm-hmm. Subscribe. Like it. We're uh, our our numbers are growing every week, and we really appreciate it because we don't get anything out of this except the fact that we get to talk about sports, which fun. is what we actually love more than anything in the world. So we appreciate the few people that actually do listen to us, yeah. and uh, yeah. So uh, nosebleed sports podcast t shirts. If I guaranteed you one. I promise you, they really are coming. Uh, we we got our list of shirts that we owe out, the free shirts we owe to people. Uh, we will not be having any more free T-shirts. Not giving them away. Giveaways anymore. anymore. Uh, it's so coming out of our own pockets. We got we got the we we I believe we have the ones that we got to give them out to. Uh, and again, the the logo is just not done. I'll just be honest with you, it's not done. It's all. It's almost. It's been almost done for a while. It's We've been almost some, done for a while. It, it's literally being worked on as we speak. Fine tuning. Just some fine tuning. We're, we're and, just about and ready. Once that happens next week, I plan on revealing my Michael Phelps abs by taking off a nosebleeds T-shirt. That's the goal. Oh. That's the goal. Nice. Congratulations so, on the Michael Phelps abs. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know he ate like. What was it like uh, five thousand or eight thousand calories a day or something like that when he trained? Yeah, I'm pretty close to that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty close to that. So, I just don't. Train. But you, oh, okay, you yeah. don't, you don't swim like eight, like eighteen miles a day or anything no, like that. No, no swimming. You just do the carbs part. No biking. No running. Uh, actually, very little walking. Dri- but driving, right? I do drive a lot, okay. which involves a lot. So, My right calf is incredibly just strong. Massive. Yeah, yeah, big time right calf muscle. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much the only muscle I have. 
And that's why you have to consume all those calories because if you're going to build that up, you need those calories so that you can work them off. I would probably just fall asleep at the wheel. the muscle up and then, yeah. I cramp up something. <laughs> I don't know how it would go. All right. You, know, you, you could drink all the water you need because you're in the pool anyway. So exactly. just open your mouth. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I'm in the pool. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the pool. If, as long as you don't mind a little chlorine in your water. It doesn't, doesn't bother me. Just as long as, you know, I mean, the, the problem is, is I pee in the pool. So <laughs> I'm I'm going to end up just drinking my own pee. Okay. Well, you know what? Some people actually do that. I'm not kidding with so. you. 100%. If I'm sitting in a pool, oh, that's going to be a swipe left, swipe right for next week. Okay. Pee, in, pee in the pool. Okay. Pee, pee in the pool. Pretty easy one, but I'll save it for next week. If you're ever in a pool with me and I creep off, to the left with a beer in my hand or something like that, and I've had about five or six of them, and I creep off all by myself and just kind of make it look like I'm doing a little stroll, getting myself wet, you know, walking around. It's really because I'm getting away from everybody. You really are getting yourself wet. Listen, I just don't want everybody to get that instant warm feeling, and then it'd be awkward for everybody. I mean, I'll tell you, I pee in the pool. I got no problem with it. It is what it is. You? There's a ton of chlorine in there. By the time it gets to you, it's dead. Every piece of DNA in that thing's oh gone. Oh, my God. What do you oh think you put God. all the acid and, and, and all the chlorine and stuff like that in there for? You would, you would spit on Chris Paul's face, I feel like. I would. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not, I don't think I would spit on his face. So spit's but not as bad as... But if he was going to spit... You but mean if, pee's But if Rondo was going to spit in my face, I, I might open my mouth just to really mess with him. Like, huh, watch this. Ah, yeah. We gonna do about that now? You <laughs> Catch think, it in your you mouth. You think you're gross, but you think you're gonna disrespect me? I just ate your spit, fool. <laughs> Nobody's gonna outgross you. <laughs> <laughs> So true. All right, if you want to catch uh, the outgrossingness of myself on Twitter, it's on at Sick With It. Uh, Adam on Twitter. I'm at Adam Schmidt 44. You can catch us at the Nosebleed Sports Podcast on uh, Facebook. Search us on uh, SoundCloud, Apple iTunes Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, YouTube, SoundCloud. We appreciate everybody. Hit the subscribe button, like it, and uh, oh, Facebook Live, of course. I can't forget the Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. So we're on there. Definitely check it out. We appreciate everybody that does. And uh, on that note, I don't have any song pulled up because I currently. So you uh, have to sing one. I'll show you what I'm. I'll show you what I'm watching. Here you go. You can listen to this, and this is going to take us out. Uh, So don't forget to turn your headlights on. Except for those three. So I think you're going to see those three ejections. I'd be shocked if they weren't. And again, Ingram coming in outside again of that fight between these two. As the third man coming in, that's usually heavily penalized. And they usually step in before those escalate, Mike. I think that one just got away from him quickly. Two technical fouls on Ingram in addition to the personal foul. So he's ejected. Technical foul on both on Rondo and Chris Paul. They're ejected. Houston will get two free throws and then they'll take it out of bounds.